and gentlemen, you are listening to Odd Dad Out. It's a good show, everybody. On this special episode, Adam talks about jury duty and getting molested by Sasquatch. And now, it's your host. No, he's not Vinnie Vincent. It's Adam Higgins. Evening Odd Dad Out podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as you heard, the often conflicted Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And this is the show where I share my twisted little stories of whatever the hell's going on. I make some fun of some weird new stuff, and I wrap it all up with a podcast recommendation that I think you should check out because I'm just a, a giving person. I guess first things first, I said thank you to to Mike Jolitz from the Mike Jolitz show. Uh, my my brother in the, the surprise motherfucker network. <laughs> yeah, we have the best name, don't we? <laughs> but yeah, that's what I get for for asking. I shouldn't say asking for letting my friends do the intro. That's what you get. You get Sasquatch molestation. But <laughs> if you want to check out, if you've heard, if you're listening to me, you've probably heard of Mike Joel. I've run his promos all the time anyway, but uh, you could check him out at surprisemeffers.weebly.com. And that's, and you'll find us all there. You'll find this show. You'll find Mike Joel. you'll find, the Couch Potato Files, which are actually going to be renamed. Uh, Chris the Mole Man is renaming, rebranding as The Mole Man Show, actually beginning this week, I believe. So he'll, it, it's basically a lot of the same stuff, but it's going to be, uh, it's, 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 I think he's, he said that he felt like the name implied that it was an entertainment show. That he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be talking about TV. No, not that sort of shit. It's more of a, uh, tinfoil hat couch potatoes so <laughs> but all that aside he was right about one thing uh i had jury duty last week and of course i mean if you're listening to me now you probably were listening to me last week and if you weren't thank you for joining me this week <clears throat> i appreciate your ears you have nice ears did anybody ever tell you that anyway <laughs> Uh, I'm tired. Can you tell I'm tired? Anyway, uh, yeah, I had jury duty last week, and as much as I had hoped, I didn't get called off. And it turns out that when you have jury duty in kind of the suburbs, like, and it was, it wasn't like I said before, it wasn't, uh, big, like, go out, go into Phoenix Central and go to downtown. It was the local city court. And so I figured, oh, this is going to be like a, a traffic ticket. Somebody's contesting a traffic ticket or something. It turned out to be a DUI, which out here is pretty much the biggest thing you're probably going to get because it's a small, quiet community. And for the most part, the cops have little else to do but get you for traffic violations. I mean, granted, DUI is a big traffic violation. It's a big thing. But yeah, that's pretty much what it amounted to. What, was, what surprised me was there were only... There were 24, and I only know there were 24 because she kept saying, wow, there's tw only 24 people. There were only 24 people that actually got caught, that were actually there. And it was only supposed to be a seven-person jury, which is weird. I've never, I didn't know that juries were of different sizes. You always, I guess when you're on, you see stuff on TV and all that, you only hear of those like murder trials where it's always 12 people, which I've always had a, a problem with the fact that it's 12 like, why is it 12? Why not an odd number so that you can't have a, a split, like, hung jury? Granted, in, like, you know, murder trials and stuff, it has to be unanimous. But that's a whole other thing. But anyway, it was a seven-person jury. There were 24 people there. And, yeah, it, it was one of those things. It was a lot longer than expected. And we went, like, when I did jury duty the first time through they got like the whole group of us and all like 50 of us that were in there and were 
basically going through all the questions for everybody all at once with the whole group in the room. So, you know, you'd, you'd stand up, get your number, stand up, answer the questions. They'd give you your follow-up questions and sit, okay, next person. And if they had any follow, like any other questions later and they'd call you and all that, whatever. Well, the way they did this is they had everybody go in, they'd read from their little card and ask like any clarification, like they needed clarification from any of your little predisposed card questions and your number and whatnot. And then they individually, they basically sent us all back to the little jury room, then called everybody individually, all 24 of us, for like a second round of questions. Which meant that not only did we all have to keep coming and going and, oh, you're next, oh, you're next, it took hours. And I told him when I finally got up, because I was number 13 of 24, so I'm dead center in the pack. So I'm waiting for all these other people to go before I can even say, hey, yeah, you know, I've got kids and a family and all this stuff, and it's kind of a financial hardship for me to be here even right now and like they actually were under like i told them that i i work nights my wife works days she's taking time off so that i can be here if i have to continue being here i'm losing work she's losing work and like and they actually thought that i was going to be going to work like that night and i was expected to be working like through the trial i was like no because i should be asleep right now but, yeah, it was just one of those things. But even after I go up and I say all my stuff, it I, I all rest of the day. Because guess what? I was there all fucking day! Um, I had to... <laughs> I sat there and was waiting. And in the little jury room, they had uh, the little, like, local... I wouldn't even say public access. It's like the city's uh, news channel. It was like, surprise TV, Channel 11, or whatever the hell it is. Where it's like city government stuff and uh, Department of Transportation and Fish and Game and all that sort of stuff. But we're watching all this and we've memorized all of these uh, ads and all of the city public works projects things. And it was funny because there's the the lady who's basically kind of in charge and the, the manager of the kind of the jury. It's like she's kind of the one that directs us and controls all of us. And she's sitting there and she starts at the beginning of the day and she's like, yeah, they'll probably get through all the questions and break for lunch around noon and then come back and either they'll probably either dismiss you as you go or they'll dismiss, they'll like call everybody back and dismiss everybody at once. Or as soon as they've got the seven jurors they need, they'll just say, okay, we're done. You rest, you can go home. And then we get to about 1130 and she's like, oh yeah, they should be breaking for lunch soon. And then we get to about 1230. And she's got assistants inside the courtroom. We're over in the jury room and she's like texting back and forth between her and her assistants. And even they're like, when are we going to lunch? One o'clock rolls around. When are we going to lunch? <laughs> and a handful of people have been dismissed, but we're all just sitting there like, I thought we were going to lunch. And she's just getting more and more hangry. <laughs> and at one point she even sent like tells them, Send the judge a note telling her that the jurors are asking when we're breaking for lunch. They worked through all 24 possible jurors before, like, there were a handful of people, I think, that were, like, just outright dismissed for, like, one or two reasons. They'd get a call into the room and, like, okay, you, number seven, just throwing numbers out there, you, number seven, uh, you can, you're dismissed. Okay. But there was, there were kind of, everybody was laughing because of the fact that we'd all basically were under the, the impression we were going to be taking lunch a couple hours ago or we're, we're, we're like, the, the gag became it's like, we're not breaking for lunch. We're breaking for dinner. But yeah, we just, it was, it was long and tedious, but I'm sitting there and they did not get to, they basically like got to after the last person came back. And then they get the phone call and then they dismissed like half of us. I'm like, fine. And I finally got dismissed. But up to that point, I was convinced because short of the, I've got kids argument and I've got to be home with my kids and my wife isn't working and I'm not working because of jury duty stuff. Uh, 
it really kind of got the impression they liked me. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. And I'm sitting there in the little jury room, like texting my wife saying, um, I think I'm going to get picked. I think I'm going to get picked. Shit. I think I'm going to get picked to the point where she all, she went ahead and called out of work for the next day because it was genuinely looking like I was going to get picked. And then like, there were a couple of people that got dismissed that were, you're behind me in line. So like, I'm number 13. Well, there are people like number 15 got dismissed. I was like, well, shit, if they dismissed 15 and they didn't dismiss me yet, then obviously I'm in the thing. And there was another guy that actually had called his wife for the same exact reason. Because <laughs> like, I think I'm getting picked. They've already dismissed somebody who was ahead of, who was further back from me. So I'm pretty sure I'm getting picked. No, they dismissed me, but they didn't dismiss me until about 2.30. At which point, like, my wife is, like, 20 minutes ago called and got cleared by her boss to have uh, Friday off of work. And I'm like, hey, if I get dismissed, even if it's, like, late, can you call so you don't have to be off tomorrow so you don't lose the day? You know, because that kind of sucks. Unnecessarily losing a day at work. And, of course, it was like, no, she's not going to call. It's like, she'd much rather stay home than go to work. But I'm sorry, I'm a logical person. I say, uh, money. <laughs> but, yeah, that kind of sucks. But, yeah, that, that was such a pain in the ass. And it was, that, I feel bad for the, the court lady, and I forget her name. Um, not that I would really necessarily give it here, because probably some sort of legal ramifications for that. I feel bad for her, though. She was stuck there that whole time. She was like, I'm never again going to tell anybody <laughs> what could happen because like we should have taken lunch like they've never done this and we were in there from eight in the morning until about 2 30 and i don't i'm assuming they they stopped for a, they took a break to eat or whatever after me and the rest of that group because there were a bunch of us at that point they got dismissed but shit they ate until 2 30 they did not break and that's kind of rough Last time they, like, it was like a hard line, basically. The courthouse shut down at noon. <laughs> it's like the city, the uh, the county courthouse when I had jury the first time, 12 o'clock rolled around. It was like the Flintstones. Everything shut down. It was a hard time. Like, nope, all the judges, all the lawyers, everybody, everything shut down at noon. And then you were expected to be back at 1 o'clock. But then, like, we're sitting outside because basically everybody, even the judges, everybody took their break at, at from 12 to 1. And then at 1 o'clock, then they come back and they do their little, you know, meetings and whatnot. So we're standing outside the courtroom for like 30 minutes while they're doing their meetings because, hey, when they're on lunch, they're on lunch. But, yeah, we didn't get fucking lunch. We had donuts and coffee. I had a donut because I wasn't about to sit there and drink, you know, hours and hours and hours old Dunkin' Donuts coffee from a box and stale donuts that have been there since fuck I don't know when. And like, so I was like, yeah, I was kind of half starving, but I'd rather do that than be wandering around the courthouse looking for the bathroom or whatever. Or miss the call when they dismiss me. I'm like, no. But I really wish I'd taken my, there, there are people there that brought like three or four books. I'm like, how the fuck much do you, how fast do you read? You brought a damn encyclopedia. Why'd you bring the entire Harry Potter uh, series? I was like, it's 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 city court. It can't be that long. How fast do you read? But I should have taken Forrest Gump with me, and I regret not taking it because I'm sitting there and I'm going through news stuff and reading crap and killing my phone battery instead of... I could have been sitting there reading a book. But, yeah, that was by Thursday. And we're like, what? There's more? Yeah. Uh, because the Sasquatch bit that he alluded to, not so much a Sasquatch bit as a stuck in the snow bit. Uh, I had to work out of town. I had to go uh, up north into to Prescott, Arizona, or if you're reading it, Prescott. Um, but yeah, I had to I had work up there this weekend. And mounted to... We got hit with a snowstorm while, like, we had seven buildings we had to go do. 
And my boss was like, yeah, I know it's going to be late when you're up there. If you can't get them all done, that's no big deal. We're going back up that way next weekend. We can finish them then. Uh, Just try and get as much as you can. We get two. We get to the second building and then like we get inside second. We're in there. The snow starts coming down. And we look up and it's been like five minutes and the van is covered in snow and it's like you can't even read the lettering on the side anymore. The wheel wells are filling up and like shit. <laughs> and I, I, I don't have a problem necessarily with snow. I don't ha- I don't hate the snow. But Prescott, Arizona, if you're not familiar with it, is all up and down hills and mountains and and there's not a flat piece of ground in that place. So when you're dealing with snow and ice, hills are not your best friend. So I got scared. I got nervous because our our work vans aren't equipped for that. We're just like, and I know that all-terrain tires are more of uh, ground and maybe some mud and some rain. Not snow. Specifically not snow. Snow tires are a whole different thing. And so I'm sitting here thinking, shit, the roads are going to start icing up. We need to get the fuck out of here. Like, because, and the snow, it started getting pretty heavy for a bit. And I was getting worried because the more the snow comes down and the more, you know, the, the roads will start getting icy. And like, I'm, I'm... I'm not, I'm, I'm confident in my driving ability, but I've only driven in snow one other time in my life. And it was when I was 18, when it was a Christmas day of 2003, when there's the big storm, it snowed on Christmas in Corpus Christi, Texas. And that was the first and only other time that I ever had to drive in active snow. And yeah, I was like fishtailing our Durango in a parking lot. So yeah, my, my work van on hills in the snow, I wasn't so confident in. And I was like, I am driving slow. Like we're getting out of here. We are driving super slow. And what took us an hour to get there, it took us almost two hours to get back because we're doing like 25, 35 miles an hour with lots of fresh snow on the road. And it's no, 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 no. Through the hills and all that crap. But it's supposed to be like a 65, 70 mile an hour zone and we're doing like 35 miles an hour. And there was another car in front of us. I'm like, nope, I'll let you set the pace, dude. <laughs> it's like, I'm not about to try and pass you. And we're, and it was a pretty wide road. It's like, it's like, but like we were basically stuck inside the very narrow space of one lane. And I'm, and of course, you know, we passed the plow. The plow was coming up like one of the side roads. I'm like, oh, great. The plow's behind us. Wonderful. <laughs> So we don't even get a nice clean plowed road that we can drive on. It's easy. It's like, nope, we got to drive on the snow all the way back. And it's like one of those where you just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't like snow. Snow is fun and all driving is snow. Not so fun. I'm, I'm not comfortable with it. I'm sorry. Ah, that was mildly nerve wracking, but <laughs> I feel bad because it, you know, where we were trying to do, you know, all the buildings, but uh, four or five at least, we did two. And I feel bad because the guys who are going up uh, this weekend are now going to have, I think they sh- would have had seven to do themselves, and now they've got 12. So I feel really bad for them. But I expected it was going to be me, but it's not. And I, I got another... I got other stuff I'm doing this weekend, but oh man, I, I'm not a fan of driving in snow and I, and, I, and it's beautiful up there. It was really nice, but man, it was coming down and I just, no, 
Snow is not my friend. I'm sorry. Again, I've said it before. I live in the desert for a reason. I enjoy living on the surface of the sun. Just about every other part of Arizona, minus the valley where Phoenix sits, gets snow, oddly enough. But it's not. I, I live in the valley. I live in the, in the, in, in the desert part on purpose. I'm sorry. I'm a shitty snow person. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure there are people out there, like every, all you that live up in the Northeast, who are getting snow and are like, man, it's like what a you know what a wuss. You can't drive in snow. But no, I can't fucking drive in snow. I grew up in the fucking desert. <laughs> like, I, we got out of the, that damn building, and it's 32 degrees, and there's like an inch of snow on the ground, and I'm sitting here thinking, shit, is this van even like equipped at this point? To handle the cold enough to turn over. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what how these things go. I was like, I know that uh, if it's damn cold out, your car might not start. And, and it's like, yeah, it was like two hours in that cold. So it probably wasn't that big a deal. But still, <laughs> these are the things my, my paranoid uh, logical mind goes through. But yeah, no, winter's not fun. I don't like winter. Get back to the valley where it's, you know, 45 degrees. We're still, God, it's been like in the 70s during the day. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, I mean, this whole winter storm and all this snow and everything that hit, hit, what they call it above the rim. But if you get out of the valley, you're on the other side of the mountains where there's winter and it's snowing and it's packed and all this stuff up there and everyone's going up. And going out to Snowbowl and going up to Flagstaff and, and all these places where there's lots of snow to go have fun in the snow. Great. You get into the valley and it's like 70 degrees. <laughs> I'll stay in the 70 degrees. It's fine. That is where, that's my happy uh, winter comfort zone. We normally get winter, kind of. It doesn't normally snow down here, but we normally get kind of winter. This year, nope. I'm, I'm, I, again, I think I've said it before. I fear for the summer coming up because when we've had it, 70 degree winters usually means 120 degree summers. <laughs> but I've rambled on. I went on jury duty way longer than I expected to. But let's take a break from my rambling, listen to some podcast promos, and I will be right back with the news. What is the Potter family? This is Dave from the Parlapod podcast. This is Eric Mocker from the Mockers podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby podcast. Hi, I'm Gareth. I'm Bex. And we're from the Gareth's Random Rambling podcast. We're Josh and David from the Scotch and Flicks podcast. Hey, this is Rick from Ice and the Face. This is Nick from the Epic Film Guys podcast. Hey, this is Shane. That's not Shane. That's a robot set by the government. And that's Kenny from I'm Now a That robot I'm Robot 2. From Now That I'm Older. More like Now That I'm Robot. This is Nock from the Geek Ogre Podcast. Hi, this is Leo. This is Kitty. This is Midgey. Fez here. Cobra here. And we're from the Afterburn 739 Podcast. I'm James Hatton. I'm Podcast Rob from the Something Something Cast. This is Cyanide from the Little Geek Lost Podcast. This is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. This is Greg from the Sports Dance Podcast. Hey, this is Bro from the World of Row Podcast. This is Turbo from the Turbo Cast. Hey, guys. This is Mike from the Mike Jolet Show. Woo! Hey, guys. It's Rad Dad Chad. Jay Mills. And Lil Man. From the Full of Fiber Podcast. This is Jason from the Three Is Comedy Podcast. This is Matt Pierce from the Crossover Podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Juliette Miranda from the Unwritable Rant Podcast. This is Michael Vasquez of the No Soundbites Allowed Podcast. This is Daniel from the Toe on the Trigger Podcast. This is Octopus Caveman. And this is the Green Korean from the Dave Podcast. This is Gareth from the Open All Powers Podcast. This is Jeff with the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. We are you. Podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Potter Family and use the hashtag Potter Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter Family, where great podcasts come home. Hey, this is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. Come check out our podcast, Nerds with Words. 
Adam and I talk about pop culture, comedy, comic books, movies, conspiracies. We're both comedians and we might make you laugh. Every week we welcome a guest from the entire spectrum of pop culture and science and comedy. You can follow us on Twitter at NerdsWithWords1. All right, let's get started. Uh, quick reminder, you can get the links to all of these news stories and pictures on some of them and whatnot at the show notes at odddeadout.blogspot.com. Starting them off this week, a woman is assaulted in a nightclub, goes to the hospital, turns out the doctor there is the guy who assaulted her and then proceeds to beat her up again. So this is an in, uh, I can't pronounce, a, a, a Russian kind of lacutia. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's Russian. It's in Russia. I'm just going to say it's in Russia. Um, so yeah, chick goes, she, her and her friends are hanging out at a club or as they say, a local disco. Because I guess in Russia they still have discotheque. I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so she goes, she ends up getting into, a, you know, a nightclub fight, I guess. And she goes to the hospital because she wants to, like, hey, here, I got beat up in a nightclub. She goes to the hospital to get, basically, so they can document her injuries so she can go to the police and press charges. She gets to the hospital. The guy who's the doctor on call is the guy who beat her up. At least who she claims beat her up. And and they've got video of all of this too, where this guy basically, as he's sitting there and she's videoing, he's like, this is the guy who beat me up. And he's like, I've got witnesses who'll say, you started the fight and you did this first and you assaulted me first. Meanwhile, he's smashing her hands on the desk and then eventually gets up and tries to come at her and he gets stopped by one of the nurses and all this stuff before he can really do anything else. And again, this is all on video. <laughs> like, um, dude, you can't sit there and claim you didn't do shit when you're actually, you're, and A, you're a doctor and you're sitting there beating up this woman and you're trying to come at her in the doctor's office, in the hospital. What the hell, dude? And of course, and did he got fired. <laughs> he claims that in the nightclub incident that her friends and her attacked his friend and he just jumped in to defend his friend and all this stuff. And it just got blown way out of proportion. That doesn't give you a, a right to attack this woman in the hospital. Really? You're a doctor. You should, well, he should have been more responsible in the nightclub, but he definitely should have been a hell of a lot more responsible when you're on the, on the clock in the hospital. You're not supposed to assault your patients, you dumb shit. But yeah, he got fired and he's all pissed because he's saying, oh, this video ruined my life. And I was like, no, you dumbass assaulting your patients ruined your life. Because really, it doesn't matter whether or not he assaulted her in the nightclub. He assaulted her in a doctor's office. So, yeah, dumbass. God. I can't... With all the crazy shit going on in the world, it doesn't surprise me that something like this would happen, but still, damn. All right. I, I, I was torn on whether or not to cover this one. My wife sent me this one. But it's, it's one of those sort of things. All right. So, man ruptures his throat by holding in a strong sneeze. And this is one of those weird sort of, this is why your you know, mom always says, don't hold it in, you know. Uh, so a, a 34-year-old British man ruptured his throat by suppressing a particularly powerful sneeze. Uh, so, yeah, I guess for whatever reason, this guy was like, Whatever the situation was that this guy was in where he had to absolutely, uh, I can't sneeze right now. Not only did he, you know, hold in his sneeze, but he held, he like pinched his nose closed too. And anybody who's ever like held their breath and all that pinching your nose and you feel your eyes bug out and that sort of shit. 
Well, imagine the force, like a really chunky, I say chunky is not the best word for it, a really powerful sneeze. I don't like keep using powerful. It's the only word I got. You got a really strong sneeze coming and you, you know, you pinch your nose and you hold it. Well, it, as they put it, it backfired into his throat and perforated his pharynx. Fair, yeah, pharynx. I get it. It's the part of your throat right above the larynx, the larynx and the esophagus. So I guess it's like right somewhere in your upper chin. Like, I don't know. It seems like it's that point in your neck where shit all connects together, where your head meets neck. I don't know. I I'm, don't know biology that well. I really should. My mom and my stepmom both work in hospitals. I should know biology better than this. But anyway... Uh, yeah, this guy basically had a hole in his throat and it's like, he didn't even know what was going on at first, but, uh, he said that he had, his voice had changed and his throat hurt whenever he swallowed. So he, you know, he, honestly, his neck began to swell up and whenever he moved his head, he experienced unsettling sensation of popping and cracking. Now, if you start hearing cracking, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, they x-rays and they find out. It's like, oh, yeah, you've got a hole in your throat, dumbass. What the fuck did you do? But I think it's the most amazing thing that that's just from a sneeze. You know, I can see trying to, like, hide a sneeze and, you know, it's like, oh, you're in a certain environment. You don't want to make any noise. But you know what? Unless there's, like, a psycho murderer coming at you and he's going to cut your head off if you make a sound, fucking sneeze. Because... Apparently, this can happen. Apparently, you can rupture your throat. Uh, and for what the fuck? Don't pinch your nose. I was like, yeah, hold in a sneeze. And I understand. I've I've held in sneezes that hurt. Because sometimes you hold in a sneeze because you don't want to sneeze. Fine, whatever. But pinching your nose is just dumb. Because if, if, if you know, you got to have, it's a lot of air. There's a lot of pressure there. It's got to go somewhere. And in this case, it's going to blow out your throat and and you're going to have fucking surgery. And yeah, and the air bubbles were making their way into the muscles in his chest. Uh, this is uh, subcutaneous emphysema. And I can't pronounce all these fancy ass words. <laughs> but basically, uh, it was getting air. You know, the air is supposed to go through your nose and your mouth, into your lungs. It was going through his nose and his mouth into his rib cage and muscle area, not into his lungs. So, yeah, no, don't, don't hold your sneezes, folks. You'll have crazy shit happen. Ah, uh, all right. Speaking of people doing stupid shit, and aren't I always, that always seems to be what the case is around here. Uh, experienced ultra marathon runner. And I, I know a marathon is like 20, was it 28.3 or 28.6 miles? Long ass fucking way. Um, experience, I don't know, ultra marathons are just like those crazy, stupid, like, oh, you're running for 48 hours at a, at a time kind of shit. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, anyway, ultra marathon runner stripped of his titles after investigation proves he won races by hiding in porta potties. Now, this is kind of crazy. And I actually found out he got busted here in Phoenix, of all places. So, this guy, Kelly Agnew, uh, they took all his titles away. Basically, uh, they found out that instead of, you know, running the ultramarathons, he would, like, run so far, he'd, like, run until he was out of view of the, the line, basically. And he'd like duck around a corner or something, hide in a porta potty for a bit, and then come out on the backside. So basically like he'd duck around the block and then hide in one of the porta potties at the start line and then <laughs> jump out and cross the line. <laughs> like, look, I won. <laughs> what was that? I was trying to think, there was, and there was done in a movie too, something like that, where <laughs> they like, you know, they took a truck or some shit like that, you know, but they, 
it was one of those things where they kind of were like, man, this guy is winning by a lot. And he's, and they were, uh, yeah, he said, I guess it's like one of those kind of where you're like running in a loop and going over and over and over and over again. And how many laps can you run in whatever amount of time? Uh, and he would go, <laughs> he'd run and he, instead of running the whole way around, he was basically cutting it in half, hide for a few minutes, come across the line. Oh, here's my lap. Check. And then run around, do it again. Check. Run, do it again. Nobody seeing him past them. And eventually they got suspicious and they had somebody basically tail him the whole time. And they see him pull that, they, they pull it off and they're like, uh, yeah, uh, not only, and they just flat out, it's like they catch him like ducking in there. And then when they pull, they see him come out and he gets to the line and they're like, oh, you're done. They take his his number from him. It's like, you're disqualified. Oh, and we're going to notify the organization. You are. Lo- we're stripping you of all your titles. And yeah, <laughs> that's it's a it's an interesting way. But what the what does it benefit him to cheat in these? I mean, is he making a crap ton of money in the ultra marathon circuit? And really, I I just don't get it. What is, I mean, yeah, it's it's notoriety maybe, but how much is it really benefiting this guy? for to to be cheating in these ultra marathons again it's 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 a super niche sport it's not like it's the boston marathon or the new york marathon or the la marathon these big city you know high publicity marathons where it's basically every everybody against like three guys from kenya not like those and i I know they're non- and and it, yes, I realize that's a stereotype, but that's basically how those things go. But I know, like, uh, the comedian Eddie Izzard for, I forget exactly, I think it was a cancer thing. And I'm forgetting now, and I hate that I'm forgetting it now. He did a marathon a day for, like, 45 days or something, something like that. And again, I could totally be wrong. Um I hate, I hate that I can't remember it because it was like something really meaningful and I, I feel like a schmuck for forgetting. But he ran a marathon a day for this period. And I said, hell, it may have even been like something in South Africa. Um, I think, yeah, maybe there's something. I'm, I'm stupid, but there was like a significance to the number of marathons he ran, but it was like some 1400 miles or some crazy shit by the end of it. And there was, I know there was one point where he had to stop and skip a day because like he got sick or something happened, but he skipped a day. And so the next day he had to do two. Yeah. Two marathons, but it was like every day, another marathon, every day, another marathon, another marathon, another marathon. It's like, fuck that. It's basically, that's Forrest Gump shit right there. You're just running. You're just running. And I've heard of like people that run marathons where they get sick at the end. That like you don't want to be there at the finish line of a marathon because you get these guys they've been running for so long, their bodies are just dying and they're just throwing up from the strain on their bodies. So I can only I I don't even want to imagine what these ultra marathons like. I'm gonna run for 48 hours straight and not die. <laughs> I see cheating for that for that reason, the not wanting to die running an ultra marathon. But other than that, no, I don't get it. All right, moving on. And I had to I had to go with this one just because I have a question about this. I'm just going to read the headlines straight up. Man arrested for having, quote, unnatural sex with three cows. I'm just going to let you sit with that one for a second. Unnatural sex with three cows. What would be natural sex with three cows? Because I'm just going to say, I don't think there's any point where a person having sex with a cow is natural. (laughs) So it's a little, what's the word, uh, redundant, superfluous, big words, um, unnecessary, Stupid. (laughs) Yeah, you could just say, man arrested for having sex with cows. Done. 
But yeah, that's what seems to have happened. Uh, one of the cows was owned by the local, uh, this is in India, by the way. Um, but one of the cows was owned by the local milkman and died the next day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this guy's accused of having sex with the animal some point between Sunday night and Monday morning. And yeah, I mean, the, even he worked with the guy. <laughs> That's just, yeah. Why? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, people have things or, you know, and I, and I hate to throw any sort of stereotypes or whatever, but yeah, some people have weird things and weird fetishes and, um, animals are not, I don't get that. I don't get it. <laughs> For all of the jokes in the world that have been made about people having sex with animals, I don't understand it. <laughs> it's just not a thing that I, I, I have any grasp of. So, yeah. Again, my biggest question is the 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 phrasing of the headline. That's the part that got me. It was like, uh, unnatural sex with cows. I was like, oh, well, you know, it could have been natural sex with cows. Like, is he a cow? No. It's unnatural sex with a cow. That's, that's just it. Uh, what the fuck? And apparently, like, he got busted now, but they, they went after him because apparently he'd had a, a record of doing this. No, why the fuck is this guy working at a dairy? He has a history of having sex with cows. The only reason I get him now is because one of them died. So, yeah. No. Yeah, fuck, gross. Goddamn. Uh, I realize I'm, I'm, it, it's, the headline is what got me. It's much less about the story because it's otherwise it's just, eh? And, I'm not even going to apologize to anybody out there who likes to have sex with cows because, yeah. <laughs> well, all of those dumb fucking people and weird shit going on, cow fucker, um, I, I, I'm hard pressed to find a not obvious winner this week. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm cheaping out. I'm, I'm taking the easy way out this week. This week's Jackass of the Week goes to the Tide Pod Challenge. Because who the fuck came up with this bullshit? Now, I, I, I saw a thing that basically amounted to, oh, it started as, as an internet meme and a gag that people were making, like, and it, like, apparently it was a response to the ads where there's, you know, talking about, you know, making them safer and the safety locks so kids don't eat them and all that shit. And so people were making like joke pictures of like a plate of pasta with Tide Pods on them. Like, yeah, cause you know, who, you're going to eat these. And then a bunch of stupid fucking people started eating them. They started putting them in their mouths. And I don't know. I've never seen any of these videos because I don't. Again, I've been, and I've mentioned before, I don't watch these stupid YouTube things. These challenges and all is like, I read about them. I don't fucking watch the videos because A, I'm not, I'm, I'm not the audience for this. And B, I'm not about to support these people by clicking on their stupid shit. Uh, but what the fuck compels you? There's a fucking warning on the box that tells you, and they've, they've said multiple times. When these things first came out, they had a problem with the packaging and little, because they're brightly colored and kids, little, little kids, you know, three and four year olds seeing a, ooh, it looks like a gummy because they're brightly colored and squishy. Oh, it's a gummy and eating the fucking things and or trying to eat the things and getting sick because the little kids can't put them all the way in their mouth, but they lick the thing, they get sick, blah, blah, blah. And it's like ultra concentrated detergent. 
And so a bunch of, you know, they ran a bunch of ads. Hey, we've improved the safety of our packages and make sure you keep them away from children. Big ass labels on the packages. Please keep away from children. Dangerous. Poisonous. All that. If somebody consumes this, contact poison control immediately. All these big ass poison warnings all over these containers. And because YouTube people are stupid saying it fucking YouTube people are stupid and do stupid shit because they want to get famous and they want to get clicks. We've been through this with Logan Paul. They're willing to stick a poisonous chunk of soap in their mouth to get clicks on their fucking channel because they think it's funny. Well, having to have your stomach pumped and getting blinded and possibly paralyzed because guess what? These are all possible side effects of the ultra concentrated detergents that are in Tide Pods. And that's from them. You can like any amount of moisture makes the little protective pouchy thing break down, which is poisonous in and of itself. Then the soap and all the little other brightly colored mixtures of the different soaps and things that are in it are all fucking toxic. You're not supposed to eat soap. Especially ultra-concentrated detergents. It's not like it's natural soap. This is not Fight Club soap made from lye and human fat. This is not something, you know, theoretically, that stuff's edible. This is not. But a bunch of stupid fucking people, thousands of stupid fucking people, are going around sticking fucking soap in their mouth, thinking it's goddamn funny. Meanwhile, they're in the hospital. Why? Because they're fucking stupid. Because you don't eat soap, you dumb shit. And people are getting hospitalized left and right. And, and it's, and it's, 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 the problem isn't even the kids. The problem is the teenagers. These are like, you know, upper teenagers, 17, 18, 19 year olds. Stupid fucking kids doing stupid shit, once again, to get YouTube famous. All I can say is, at least this is happening post-Logan Paul stupid bullshit, so YouTube is on their toes, and they went through and made it a point, like, we are going to remove all Tide Pod fucking uh, challenge videos. Why? Because it's stupid. And it's dangerous, and it's and these people do have influence over it. It's like people see, oh, this guy eating a Tide Pod is getting thousands of clicks. I'm going to do that and get thousands of clicks, and I'm going to get, you know, all this money and all this shit to my channel. Like, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm like, you also didn't see the thousands of dollars of medical bills this fucking kid got because he has to get his stomach pumped and had to spend three days in the hospital from fucking toxic exposure to bullshit because he was a dumb fuck eating goddamn fucking soap. Dumb fucks. I, I gotta stop. I gotta stop covering YouTube shit. <laughs> I really do. That's like the most ragey I get is stupid YouTube shit. Maybe it's because I hate stupid YouTubers. That's it. That's, that's really it. But... I think everybody, much like the Logan Paul thing, I think everybody can collectively agree. And I hope this shit's over soon. And you don't have to talk about it. Granted, there'll be another one coming up. But I think everybody can agree. Anybody involved in the Tide Pod Challenge is a jackass. But I'm going to take my last quick break. play you a couple more promos and be right back with this week's recommended listening feature I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam What's up, guys? This is Epic Film Guy Nick here, and I just want to take a few moments to tell you about an excellent podcast that I personally listen to called Ice and the Face. All right, now, if you're a fan of dystopian and even nihilistic comedy, this is the show for you. 
Rick and Sarah take the most ridiculous news items in the world every single week, and they just tear these stories down, all while having a great, great laugh. They're usually joined by guests who jump right in on the fun, and it's just a great time. They just launched a Patreon over at patreon.com slash ice in the face, so you can also support them. But if you're not listening to this show, what you need to do is go to their website at iceintheface.com or jump over on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe to Ice in the Face. I promise you'll listen for two minutes and you will be hooked just like I am. So go ahead and give it a listen and back to your regularly scheduled program. Jump where? You know, all up in that pod stuff. Wait, what's a pod stuff? The pod stuff is a weekly podcast hosted by Perry and Lindsay Johnson. Oh, those ones that host Hello Life WTF? That's the ones. Pod stuff is defined as anything to do with podcasting. So, like podcasts? Yes. Uh, interviewing podcasters? Yes. What about reviewing host services? I would assume. Um,. Industry professionals? Mm-hmm. Equipment? Yep, for sure. Uh, what about more than that? Oh, hell yeah, there's a lot more than that. So you're telling me listeners can tune in and hear not only interviews with their favorite podcasts, but they can also hear from podcast experts? Well, where do I pay for all this? What I'm telling you is all of this is for the low, low price of nothing. Just subscribe and download our weekly show on Podbean or at iTunes, and you will be there. Mm, But wait, what if I am a listener who wants to make a recommendation? Or maybe I'm a podcaster, or I'm a podcast expert, podcast service, or equipment provider. How do I get involved? Well, it's as easy as following at the pod stuff on Twitter and sending a direct message. Or if Twitter's not your game, you can join the group on Facebook at facebook.com backslash groups slash the pod stuff. Or you can email the pod stuff at gmail.com. The pod stuff exists to passionately promote you. things that you love man that sounds awesome so let me ask you again Hmm. are you ready to jump i'm totally in you think everyone else will be i don't know why don't we ask them hey listeners are Are you you ready ready to to jump jump? all All up up in in that pod stuff Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam. Hi friends of the podcast. Hi everybody. Samantha. Lisa. How you doing? I don't know. I saw your face like so many days this week. Boy, we like, have had a lot God. of Sam and Lisa time. And I'm like, she's still here. Still here. And it's, isn't it funny that I think that about you? <laughs> As no. I'm like thinking about my day today and I'm like... God, uh, a little more Sam. Yep, get me through the week. Mm-hmm. But then, a few days off of you, <laughs> off of each other. Right, then we get a break. Then we're just only texting friends. Yeah, we're not in person friends. <laughs> we're not in person friends. We're just texting friends. There you go. Yeah, so that's a win-win. It's a win-win. That's the light at the end of the tunnel, right? That's what it is. We go back to just texting. We sound like we don't like each other. But we do. <laughs> but we do. Right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody needs a little away time. You know what? That's why it exists, right? It's why it exists. All right. So, this week's recommended listening, I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam. I honestly, I'm not going to, I think I just discovered them on Twitter, doing their their Twitter thing, and they, they, they're up there a lot. But I remember there was a point where I had a tweet that would go out on a fairly regular basis, they would say something to the amount of leave me a review in iTunes and I'll be your best friend. And, and they responded. And so uh, I kept up on my end of the work. Uh, but yeah, so the gist of the show, it, it's quite simple, really. And, and very much in the vein of the pizza podcaster, uh, Lisa and Sam are best friends for what I can gather like ever 
for like, I think I heard 14 years thrown around at some point. I could be just making numbers up. I'm, I'm bad like that. But yeah, they've been friends for a long time. They've worked together in, in retail in various places for a long time. And uh, if you couldn't tell by the accents, I think they even mentioned it. they're in Saskatoon in, in Canada. I believe Saskatoon is in Saskatchewan. Uh, don't quote me on that. And if I get it wrong, I'm sure they're going to let me know. <laughs> but they're in in Canada. And sometimes it's really obvious, sometimes it's not. A lot of times because it's it's a reference to a thing or, or phrasing they'll use. Um, they're, I will say they're less Canadian than the pod couple. But I think it's Lisa and Sam have the accents heavier, but the pod couple have much more Canadian dialect, I would say. But really, they literally, they sit in their car and they often reference the Lowe's parking lot. I think they're stealing the Lowe's Wi-Fi to record their podcast sitting in their, in the car. And I, I'm terrible because I can never after the show starts, basically, and they have very distinctive voices, I can never remember which the fuck one is which, and I'm a terrible, awful, horrible person, because I can never keep them straight, which one's Lisa and which one's Sam, within the context of the show. Either way, ultimately it doesn't matter because they're both hilarious, and you know, were it not for the fact that it's two ladies, I would say they're constantly busting each other's balls. <laughs> But they, they give each other crap, as you heard. They're sitting there like, I've seen you too many times today. I need to get away from you. But, you know, I've lost count of how many times uh, throat punch has been <laughs> thrown about. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're just funny. That's, that's really it. It's like they sit in the car and, and record in the car. And they're silly and they're funny and they joke, and they'll, but they'll pick a topic, unlike me. They'll have a thing and they'll be prepared like, oh, next week we're talking about, they did an entire thing for, and they regretted it. For all of December, it was all Christmas themed. For the every week, it was a different Christmas thing and a different Christmas thing. And they get around past New Year's and it's like, no more Christmas. This shit's over. We're never doing this shit again. <laughs> Talking about Christmas nonstop and it's so Christmas burnout, self-inflicted Christmas burnout. But you know, they'll talk about Elvis. They talk, they did an entire episode where like half the time they were talking about pickles. To which point I think and that was one of the first ones I heard. And they had to the point where I had to message them, what the fuck is a is a yum yum pickle? And even when I Googled it, I got no information. Like, no, no clarification on what the fuck a yum yum pickle is. And all I, is, is and I could find what a, that a yum yum is not a dill pickle. But I think in, in America, you would, I, the closest you'd call it, it's just a sweet pickle. I have to assume. Like, I could find recipes for it, but this does not tell me where it, it falls in the, uh, you know, in the, in the pickle flavor sphere. So yeah, weird for me anyway, but they, yeah, the, their, uh, their obsession with Jan Arden and Oprah and <laughs> camping out to try it, like on the side of the road to try and meet Jan Arden. And <laughs> just, they're silly and they're funny. And it, it's, I love when, you have those shows where you've got the hosts that are really honest friends. And because that's where the best cheap shots come from, because there's some kind of jokes you can only make at your friend's expense. It's like, you're not going to insult a complete stranger the way you're going to insult your best friend because you're insulting them from a place of love. <laughs> it's just, you know, the, they argue about who's older. You know, and, and, and things of that sort. It was like, no, I'm older than you. No, it's like, I'm a millennial. You're not a millennial. <laughs> you know, 
like all my millennial friends are are like this and like no <laughs> i i did get a, a kick they recently did an episode about uh reality tv and i'm not gonna lie they, i my mind was changed but it was the the back and forth and the it's garbage tv versus no it's it's teaching you it's it's it you are learning don't to be like these fuckatards and it's yeah it's just it's 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 a it's a warning <laughs> things like that but it was it was interesting at the at, to say the least but it's always just fun to listen to them i think that's it i love the chemistry i love when it's legitimate friends who love each other enough to say i'm going to punch you in the throat <laughs> you know <laughs> just who'll crack each other who'll they'll give each other shit about their weight meanwhile admitting that they're both plus size and they're both they're both older and you know talk about oh i'm going through perimenopause <laughs> you know it's like they're they're yeah, push i think i mean, again numbers flying through my head 53 49 53 i'm 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 i think i'm getting them crossed with dave jackson and <laughs> all in that upper 40s to 50 low 50 range but and you, you can't hear it you can't and that's one of the the weirdest things for me it's like i listen to them like wait what you're 50 what <laughs> you don't sound 50 <laughs> I don't know what 50 sounds like. You know, my dad's 67. So, you know, he doesn't sound 67. Mostly he doesn't look 67. And when I finally, like, found actual pictures of them because their album art is, like, Bitmoji versions of them and Bitmoji look nothing like the people involved, I made one of myself just to see. It doesn't look... Oh, I mean, it kind of looks... If you had to... I guess if you had an animated version of me, that's closest you're going to get but it's like to a degree if, if you hold the bitmoji against them you can see where they came from but ultimately it doesn't look like them but i find when i finally saw pictures of them i'm like i don't i can't hear it and there was a conversation in one of the podcast groups earlier in the week that was about that like whenever you see somebody and you can't place their voice there's like that doesn't look right you don't look like your voice they very much don't look like their voice but Either way, they're still hilarious. They're still, it's still a great show. It's just a, and actually they were, and I only found, because I have, I'm behind on She Podcast right now. I'm behind on Brand. I'm behind on so much stuff because a bunch of my stuff wasn't downloading. But I'm, I'm behind on, I mean, I'm behind on, I shake my head right now. Um, but they do kind of a similar, you could say to my jackass of the week kind of thing, but they do at the end of the show, they do their, I shake my head kind of segment where it's, what is it this week that just made you shake your head and very frequently hits each other. <laughs> they give each other shit and it'll be like you at breakfast today. <laughs> You're always late or you know, whatever shit like that, <laughs> you know? Why can't you just order this thing? Or they'll be bitching about the restaurant or, you know, whatever. But it, it's kind of <laughs> little mini rants or whatever that, yeah, just make you shake your head at a thing. And so, and, it, and again, it's all just silliness and fun. And so I, I just, I get a kick out of it. And it's, you don't, it's not a lot of thinking. It's just good old fun. And I just like those fun, like, Real friends having just silly, fun, natural conversations. It's two friends sitting in a car. They happen to record the conversations. That's it. And it's just funny. It's, it's absolutely worth checking out. Again, if I didn't think so, I wouldn't be telling you about it. But yeah, you should absolutely check them out. They're hilarious. They've actually recently been featured in the Two Pods a Day uh, campaign. I think this, just this last week, they were featured in the Two Pods a Day campaign, which is pretty awesome. And again, She Podcast and, and Brand X have, have mentioned them recently. They're, they're all over the place. And that's kind of why I was like, when I saw that everybody else was talking about them, I was like, hey, it's like they were already, you know, in line to get a feature on the show. I was like, what better time when everybody else is already talking about them right now? I might as well jump on there, right? <laughs> 
I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I'm bumping him up the list because everybody else is talking about them right now because they're hilarious. They really are. Um, yeah, so check them out. I shake my head with Lisa and Sam at ismhead.podbean.com. But that's going to do it for me this week. Thank you again to Mike Jolitz for that uh, interesting intro. Again, you can catch uh, Mike Jolitz along with Chris the Mole Man and myself at surprisemfers.weebly.com. And you can get the show notes for this show and all of the past episodes at odddadout.blogspot.com. Click one of the links right there at the top. Subscribe to the show so you never miss one. You don't have to go looking. It just pops right into your phone because you know you want to listen to my bullshit every week. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for making it this far. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at OddDadOut. Or if you're old school like that, email me OddDadOut at gmail.com. And if you're really nice, leave me a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Play or or Stitcher or even on Facebook, whatever you like. Let me know what you think. Let me know what shows you think I should check out or feature in a future recommended listening segment. Always looking for those. And until next week, I'm Adam Higgins, The Odd Dead Out. Thank you and good night.